you guys. Here we go. She Runs Ultras episode number 139. Today's episode is going to be a simple guide for how to transition into zero drop shoes. These things are a hot topic. They are all the rage. And personally, I love zero drop shoes. I've been running in them for years without any issues, ultras specifically. But I know so many of you guys are interested in them and or you've tried them either successfully or uh, unfortunately, mostly unsuccessfully. So I want to give you three do's and one big don't to help you make this transition, okay? So even if you have tried zero drop shoes before and they didn't work, my guess is that maybe you were sort of violating these do's, like you did the opposite of them, and that's what led to the downfall, okay? But I also just wanna put this out there. Zero drop shoes aren't the be all end all, and they aren't necessarily the best solution for everyone. All right. So even though I love them, maybe your best friend, your best running friend loves them or your coach or whoever, you really have to do your due diligence and think about, do these actually make sense for me? Or am, is it more like I'm trying to fit a square peg in a round hole? Like I'm trying to force something that perhaps doesn't make sense for me. Okay. So if you want to give zero drop shoes a try, here's how I would recommend that you do this. But first... <laughs> I just want to say that when I tell people about my love for zero drop shoes, I either get one of two responses and there are basically two polar opposite reactions. The most common one is like astonishment, like how did you do that and not have any issues? And the other is, uh, oh yeah, me too. I'm totally fine. No issues whatsoever. Okay. And the whole reason I'm bringing this up is because I actually just coached a private client through this shout out to Kirsten. And, um, she actually went through this process and she decided that the, the ultras in particular, this particular zero drop shoe wasn't for her. And so this is why I felt like it was so important to bring this up and talk about this because you won't know until you try, but I think that there are a certain set of guidelines, which I'm about to give you that if you follow, it'll help to make that transition more successful. Okay. So here are the three do's, the three major tips, and I'm going to give you three do's and one big don't. All right. So make note or listen up, remove the distractions. Here we go. Let's just dive right into them. The first one is try before you buy. The shoes, regardless of what they are, need to fit properly. Don't just buy them, like I said, because I love them or someone that you know loves them. And you're like, well, they kind of fit, but maybe I'll eventually learn to love them. No. Okay. They need to fit really well straight out of the gate. Okay. So if they rub or if like, you know, the, the shape of the shoe doesn't fit your foot, that's a big red flag. Okay. You're going to be doomed straight from the start. So make sure you try them on before you buy them either at a real physical running store Or if you order them, make sure that you can return them if they don't work. All right, that's tip number one. Tip number two is wear them around the house before you run in them. (laughs) If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you might remember the episode that I did with my friend and shoe guru, Ted McGreer. Gosh, it was like 
way back in the first year of the podcast. So you'll have to dig back through. I don't remember what I want to say it was episode 31, but don't quote me on it. Um, we talked about a lot of the do's and don'ts of running shoes. So if you haven't listened to that one, I would highly recommend that you go back and listen to it. But one of the things that we talked about was this misconception that I had about shoes that I inherited from my grandparents and grandparents, which is this idea that shoes need to be broken in. And he dispelled that myth. He basically told us that shoes should are good to go straight out of the box. So there's no break in period. So I'm not recommending that you wear these shoes around the house to break the shoes in. I'm actually recommending this because you need to be broken in. <laughs> okay. Your body needs time to adjust to this new platform, this new shoe. And the way I like to describe it is think about high heels versus flats. If you've been running in a shoe that has a drop, meaning the heel is higher than the toe, because when I say zero drop, some people understand this concept and some people don't. And Ted talks about this actually in our podcast episode. So go back and listen to that. But think about a 10 millimeter drop shoe, sort of like a four inch heel, okay? And then a zero drop shoe being ballet flats. So if you've spent the last however many years running in four inch heels, it's going to take your body some time to acclimate and readjust to running in ballet flats. That is probably the best way that I can describe this, all right? So it's not about the shoe being uh, needing to be broken in. It's about your body needing time to acclimate and transition. So I recommend that you wear them around the house, just like your, you know, just like day-to-day stuff, doing your chores, washing the dishes, like hanging out, watch, watching TV, like just your normal around the house stuff for two weeks. Now that might seem like a long time, but if you think about how much time you actually spend in and around your house. For some people, that's going to vary. So if you spend a lot of time at home, you know, hanging around in your house, then maybe your time is a week or two. But if you don't, like if you're out of the house working a lot, and then you only spend, I don't know, a couple hours at home, either in the early morning or the late afternoon or evening, then your time might be longer, two or three weeks. Okay. And then you can start wearing them when you go out of the house to go grocery shopping or run your errands or walk the dog. And then we're going to slowly build your way up to shorter runs and then eventually making it to your long runs. Okay. That's tip number two. Tip number three is incorporating more foot and ankle mechanics, specifically strength and mobility at the same time that you're introducing these shoes. Okay. So just go back to this whole idea of high heels versus ballet flats. And I mean, I think back to, I used to have a corporate job and actually used to work a lot of bar promotions and be out late and I would have to wear heels a lot. And so I would think about how I would walk when I came home from work at 1am, like my heels weren't capable of touching the floor because I had spent so much time in my high heels that when I took them off, it was almost impossible. I'm just like, I'm visualizing and like actually sensing that feeling from way back in the day. It was almost impossible for me to comfortably put my heels on the floor after spending all that time in my, um, in my high heels. So this is what you need to do. 
incorporating more foot and ankle stretching and strength and mobility work at the same time that you're introducing these shoes will help you to reset your foot and ankle, so to speak, right? Improve your overall mobility and flexibility. Because if you just do what I said, you take away the high heels and you throw on the ballet flats, your body is going to be completely confused. Like what the hell just happened here? And a way that you can sort of smooth out the transition is to keep increasing your mobility and your strength to match the new demand that's being put on that very delicate, but also very strong and important structure within the body. Okay. So those are your three do's. Try them on before you buy them. Wear them around the house before you run in them and incorporate more foot and ankle strength and mobility. Now let's talk about the don't. All right. And this is a really big don't. So if you hear nothing else from this episode, (laughs) I want you to hear this. Okay. So focus here for the next 30 seconds. Whenever someone tells me about how zero drop shoes didn't work for them, and then we have a conversation and we dig into how they came to know about them, buy them, wear them, this is the thing that consistently across the board, across all of those stories, is the reason why they didn't work for this person, okay? So my big don't is don't run in them full time right away. Okay. I love new shoe day just as much as anybody else. But if you're making the transition from high to low, high heels to low heels, 10 millimeter to zero millimeter, your body needs an adjustment period, especially if you never go barefoot and you always have some sort of heel or a lift in your shoes. All right. Running in them full time right away will be jarring for your body and has the potential to derail your training. So think about this high heel analogy in reverse. If you have always been, it'd be, it'd be like trying to put your toddler in high heels and then asking them to run like all sorts of craziness is going to ensue, right? It's not going to be good. So introducing a completely new stimulus without time to work up to it and transition. And you're just like, okay, here you go. Or think about it like somebody gave you, you know, you you used to drive an old jalopy (laughs) and somebody gives you a Lamborghini. It's just like, you don't know what to do with it. Like your body doesn't know what to do with this. So going from your regular shoes to zero drop and running in them right away, full time, all day, every day is a recipe for disaster. Okay. So if you hear nothing else from this episode, but you want to try zero drop shoes, just do me a huge favor. Do yourself a huge favor and don't run in them right away. Wear them around the house. It's like breaking in new dress shoes, which I just violated my... (laughs) just said the thing that isn't actually true about running shoes. But when you buy new dress shoes, I personally think that you actually need to break those in. So you got to wear those around the house, like, like your new high heels or whatever, right? You got to break your body in by transitioning slowly over time and then increasing incrementally versus all or nothing approach. Okay. So just to recap, zero drop shoes are great but they're not necessarily the right thing for everyone. 
the way you figure this out, are they right for me or are they not, is by easing into them slowly. Try them on before you buy them to make sure that they fit your foot properly, regardless of whether or not you like the zero drop aspect. And if you buy them online, make sure that you can return them if they don't, okay? Start easing in by wearing them around the house for one or two or three weeks, depending on how much time you spend at home. And then start wearing them outside. Errands, short walks, walk the dog, and then short runs to see how it goes. And then simultaneously ramp up your foot and ankle mobility to help you make the transition as seamless as possible. Got it? Okay. So if you've got questions about this, you can hit me up via email, or if you're already a member in my private Facebook group, Run Your First 50K, drop your questions there because that group is sort of an extension of this podcast. All right. If you're not already a member, just head on over to Facebook, search for us under groups, request to join, answer the questions so that we know how to help you. And keep in mind that this group is exclusively for women. Okay. Just remember my overall goal and mission is to help 10,000 women run their first ultra, their first 50 K. And so that's where we do a lot of that helping and coaching and tip trading and all and community building. That's where it happens. Okay. So I'm looking forward to seeing you there. And just as a reminder, applications for the next round of my live six week group coaching program, run your first 50 K are open. Now we start on Monday, March 27th. And if you've got a race coming up in the fall, like July, August, (laughs) this is the round that you want in on. Okay. Because then the next round won't start until July. So you really got to plan ahead and give yourself at least 20 weeks so that you've got ample time to train. All right. Head on over to runyourfirst50k.com to apply. I'll get your email. I'll get your application. And then I'm actually going to send you back an email. So make sure that you pull my emails into your inbox so you don't miss a response from me. Okay. I'm going to ask you a couple follow-up questions to determine whether or not you're a good fit for the group. And then we'll go from there. All right, you guys, that's all for this episode. I hope you found this helpful. Enjoy this beat and I'll see you all soon. Oh, 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 oh,